0: We'll be back with QA and interview. So, stay tuned, you guys. We'll be back. Don't worry, I give. All right, and we are back. I have Joe Frankie with us. So welcome back to our show on this paranormal corner. And I'm your host, Nikki Ray. And just a let you guys know about each of us. I forget to share sometimes about my background. Uh, I'm kind of new to paranormal. But with my gifts, I've always been encountering experience of jokes and whatnot. And I'm sure you have too, Joe. And well. so um, we can relate. And I'm also part of this. The Wildlife foundation for about a year now Woo! so yeah let me find the file that you sent me i'll, I'll put it put it in the nutshell here um so joe is a veteran of paranormal and worked along with the mornings and he is also a paranormal researcher lecturer uh i hope i figure that too one day lecture um, demonologist and even and. in Also, like I said, he's, um, not only part of it; he's the CEO of the Warren Legacy Foundation, and so, yeah, welcome back to our show, it's been, what, a year or so? I
1: don't think it's been that long, but thanks for having me back, usually people don't.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, I love having my guests returning back, so. No kidding. Yeah, I had Chris one time, a few times, but, yeah, I want to give Chris a shout-out, Chris channel, of course, and, uh. And Hinn, Potter Hinn. Uh, I love you guys, so I really do appreciate you guys. So, so of course, I have to dive in. Um What was it like to work with the late morning, if you don't mind sharing over there? After you introduce yourself, what you do is Well,
1: thanks, Nikki. Uh, my name is Joe Frankie. You're uh, welcome. So I'm a researcher, doing the work now for 37 years. I started out when I was 18 years old, when I met the Warrens. Um, met them at one of their lectures, uh, and I think they were about the age that I am now when I started. And interestingly enough, uh, the more I think about it, maybe they're a little bit older, but um, I had met them at a lecture that my wife had seen that they were going to be lecturing in a neighboring town at a uh, hotel. And said hey wouldn't that be neat to go see the Warren speak instead of going to another movie you know it was a i think it was a friday night and, you know so we walked in and lorraine i remember seeing her at the table and you know t- at the registration table to selling tickets and she looked at me strangely you know kind of like she knew me right cocked her head to the side and she said honey have we met before and i she called everybody honey she was such a sweetie and I said, no, Lorraine, I've heard a lot about you. I've seen you on television and read about you in print media. Uh, I said, but it's an honor to meet you. And she's looking at me and she's like, she's like, you know, she said, there's a reason why you're here today. She was like, uh, you know, I'd like to talk to you after the show. Can you make sure you come and see Ed and I uh, after the presentation? So, of course, I was all excited. Here I am, 18 years old. I, what do I know, right? Uh, <laughs> so, um. Long story longer. We uh, we went out after the presentation. We went out across the street. There was a diner. And we went to the diner. And I'm sitting across from Lorraine. we sitting next to me and my wife. We, we were just dating at the time. That's how far back we go. Uh, and Ed and Tony were there. And okay. she was holding my hand. And she told me what she was doing. She was reading my aura. It's supernatural glow that emanates from, from all of us right and, um she could read auras. she could see them I see auras too. oh could you yeah well, don't don't read mine right now it might not be I'll good not <laughs> and, and she said you know honey i'm reading your aura and i can tell by your aura that you were meant to do this work and she said would you like to come and work mm-hmm. with ed and i and of course i'm like absolutely you know what do you you can't turn that down right so uh, i mean the rest as they say is is history uh so we started uh they used to have classes at a little um place up in newtown connecticut um a uh, place called the holly manor there was a little back room not not much bigger than a coat closet mm-hmm. and i remember that's when i was first or the first time i, I heard firsthand about some of the cases cases that turned into what you know as the countering conjuring room. Um, Annabelle, right. from Amityville. You know, I got, I got Annabelle's twin sister back there watching. I see that, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's the good sister. That's Annabelle. Oh
0: yeah, so we have nothing to worry about, right?
1: <laughs> but you know, uh, we. Were, I think the classes were maybe two hours, hour and a half, two hours, and there was only about six of us, maybe eight, six to eight of us, sitting around in a horseshoe, horseshoe pattern. And Ed would bring in his tape recorders and his tapes and his notes and files and about the cases they worked on, like uh, Emilyville, the Amityville case in Long Island, New York. Um, so that's
0: one of their first ones, right? The Amityville? Oh, is, that, is that one of their first few uh,
1: um, them Well, uh, there's cases. many cases, but that one happened in the early 70s. I've actually okay. had people Before say... I was born. What's that? That's before I that was 72. Yeah, so. That's probably before most of your listeners were born. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I'm feeling the years now, but again, I was young, impressionable, uh, frightened, of course, to hear these horrifying tales. Um, you know, and uh, oh, I've had people actually say that's pretty neat. You were at Amityville. I said, No, I wasn't at Amityville. At the time, I was. Um, maybe six or seven years old, I think, uh, let's see, 1975 I would have been seven years old. But I can tell the story as it was told to me, uh, and there's probably only a few people that could tell know. Because, <laughs> yeah, because they're, um, unfortunately, Ed and, and Lorraine are past now, yeah. uh, but that's when I first heard about what really went on there, what they experienced there, what happened. Ed told me about what happened to him in the basement, things like that. And, uh, you know, eventually, you know, as we moved forward, um, we ended up going back to the house for the first time. That's where I first obtained. They gave me a signed copy of The Demonologist, the original copy.
0: I have the a copy that, of that book
1: well. I read it a couple the times. The original one, the small one. Yep. So I have that. I have some uh, precious mm. items that were signed to me by both of them. Which is very—I uh, treasure them because Ed didn't oh, sign Lorraine yeah. was usually the one that would write love and prayers, Ed and Lorraine wanted, but Ed, Ed signed those uh, items, and I also have a uh, a picture of his painting behind me of the white lady of Union Graveyard that was given to me thirty years ago by them. So oh, these wow. are things I treasure, and these are these are items that are priceless to me because they can't be replaced.
0: Oh yeah, I don't doubt.
1: I do bring them uh, on the road sometimes with me when I lecture and show them to you know those that are interested, but they're, they're not for sale. And, you know, they're, I'll never sell them. If you guys
0: just come down to California, we'd love to hear you, you know, lectures.
1: You know, uh, if my health holds out and, um, and things go the way that we want them, uh, I will be probably doing some lecturing at colleges and universities soon. Um, that's the plan anyway. Uh, and, and I'd like to make my way around the country, so you may see me out there sooner than you think. Oh, awesome! Uh, I look forward to people out there. So I'll definitely keep you posted uh, when I'm going to be out on the West Coast. Um, but you know, that's you know that's how I got started. But I think it was probably a good good two years before I was actually given a case to handle on my own. Before that, you know, my wife and I, or my girlfriend at the time. We would travel around the Warrens, uh, with the Warrens to uh, help them with their lectures and do uh, local investigations, mainly in the New England area because, you know, we both worked full time and weren't really at liberty to travel all the time like they did, but um, did did a lot of, you know, um, listened to a lot of their lectures. And I I also, I say this jokingly, but it was true, uh, act as as their security at some of the lectures. Sometimes you get people that get a little rowdy have a little too much to drink you know we call yeah. it dessert, you know and uh you know i'd have to approach people and just politely ask them to stop or i was going to remove them from the venue um fortunately i didn't have to do that too many times but uh i wouldn't stand for them being disrespected you know while they're trying to do a, a presentation um right you know so uh that's something that I have some very fond memories of those days. Spent a lot of time in their home. They spent a lot of time in mine. Uh, a lot of dinners were had between us. Uh, spent a lot of time in the museum. There would be days, maybe a, a rainy Saturday or Sunday, and I'd get a phone call from Ed. He's like, hey, kid, what are you doing? He always called me kid. Hey, kid, what are you doing? Ah, not much today. It's a crappy day. You know, he's like, come on over. I want to show you a few things. And it, you he know, used to bring me down, and we'd go into the museum, and his office was right off the museum, and he'd take me in there and go over some case files and, you know, I, I, I learned from the best, you know. And that's
0: really, know. one of my questions I was going to ask you. What would be the most well, um, haunted artifacts in the museum besides Annabelle? And I think the well, there's quite, quite a them. few of them. Yeah.
1: it's yeah. a good question. There's quite a few of them, um, you know, just about every item in that museum was brought back from the case right uh, and is could potentially have some kind of attachment to it uh, possibly a negative attachment um, a lot of weird mm-hmm. things when I'm in the museum it really wouldn't let anybody stay in there past nine o'clock at night he said you know nine o'clock to th- you know six in the morning were like the psychic hours with like three o'clock in the morning being the worst you know I'm um, starting to believe it myself mm-hmm <laughs> Um, Many times we had asked him if we could, me and a couple of the other investigators could spend the night in the museum and just, you know, we wouldn't sleep of course, we'd just kind of document what, if anything happened. Um, But he's like, Joe, if I didn't love you, I'd let you. (laughs) You That's what he used to tell me. Uh, Weird things would happen in there at certain times. And he even told me that because his office was right off the, the back of the museum, he would say, "Joe, he's like sometimes if I feel it's not safe, he goes, I won't even work in here after nine o'clock." <laughs> you know, so you know these these artifacts, and there's so many of them. You know, the shadow doll yeah, okay. and the and the dinosaur from the Brookfield, Connecticut case, which is the basis of the Conjuring Three movie. Um, that happened, I believe, around 1981. That was before <laughs> I joined them. Uh, you know, 1981, I was uh, 13. 13 years old
0: yeah, i was just watching the house in the first one is that like the only one that's really true to the cases
1: you're talking about the farmhouse
0: yeah house yeah the- yeah
1: i mean i was um i had been i've been to the house a couple of times but not with them this is later on um when uh norma sutcliffe owned the house um you know she claims that nothing really happened there or at least why they were staying in. which is totally possible, you know, because Anthony, her, <laughs> her family might have been targeted, you know, uh, I don't know firsthand what happened there and, and now the house has turned into a, sort of like, kind of like a museum or something else. Somebody just bought it last year. I'm not sure who owns it, someone, woman out of Boston purchased a home, oh, wow. I'm not sure what their plans are for the home. but. I will caution people if you do go there uh be careful uh i know that um some investigators have brought in you know conjuring equipment like ouija boards and things like that that's not good um you know know. (laughs) your intention is to conjure spirits that's never a good idea regardless of where you are especially uh, yeah
0: it's known to be active
1: yes yeah, that's it. yeah i was more interested in the home for its historical historical aspect It was yeah. 1700s very old house i love history so i old i love old houses old cemeteries old buildings in general um you know because i'm old now <laughs> but you know back then you know ed would tell me these stories in, in class and even at the house Told me about what happened at the house after amityville where he saw this big black dark figure came up the stairs and stood right in front of him. Oh, wow. and it was just off the kitchen area within right inside the kitchen area and i remember the first time he was telling me the story i said where did that happen it was right about where you're standing <laughs> it's funny cause whenever i go to i'm sorry i don't mean to
0: cut you off but whenever i go to my friend's house it's like did you know that you're sitting in my brother's chair and he passed pastor? So I got up. <laughs> but I didn't know imagine how a man sat there. Right. So, right. So I have a sensitivity sometimes, I guess, as well. So um, I also had a similar experience. Yeah. my um, when, when I was just starting out in Paranormal, um, you know, and I happened to go with my friends this um very haunted restaurant i don't know if you heard of it it's called the hunter steakhouse and that's out in the ocean side california
1: no i don't think i've heard
0: but, of it um we happen to go there at the right time because there's other people that i uh, said she's also psyched she's like she she's definitely we coming for some reason but <laughs> like, we're here for a reason <laughs> mm-hmm. so, and we end up staying afterwards after the after hours they let us stay in for a while,
1: look around. Yeah, I thought a few things there. It's quite interesting. Yeah, well, I've had an interesting career, for lack of a better term. Uh, again, like I said, 37 years. And, you know, there's people like Chris and John, you know, that have been doing this longer than I have. But right. There's not too many people that have had the experience with the ones that I have. Because I had the pleasure and the privilege to know them as people. They were wonderful people. They had hearts of gold. They were just like, your, they were grandparents to me, you know. They are very kind and gentle to everyone. Yeah, Never heard Lorraine especially speak a bad word about anyway. She was so sweet, you know. Um, but I do hear there are people out there that um, maybe didn't care for them or didn't care for the methods or, you know, right. what, how to do things. And that's fine. That's what makes us all individual. But I would really plead with people not to speak illly about them. Because right. I take it very personally. And uh, it's not nice to talk about somebody or false accusations about things that, you know, they're not here to, to defend themselves, you know. But, you know, these are coming from people that never mm. met them before, you know. And all they know right, about yeah, is yeah. what they or what they saw yeah. it to be. And, you know, I would encourage people, if, if you have questions about things the Warrens did, contact me, and I'll, I'll tell you the God's honest truth, as far as I know, but right. you know, they can contact me, and I'd be happy to talk to them about it, you know, um, but uh, they, they were wonderful people, and they were great mentors for me.
0: Yeah, I would love to meet them, and learn from them as well. In fact, I remember my other question, has anything ever, like, I always have a hard time saying this, um, uh, Malevolent
1: has ever happened to you? Oh yeah. Um gosh. Many times, uh I kind of specialize in the negative cases. I don't want to say demonic. That that right. word is overused. <laughs> because we don't know. Uh a lot of times you don't know if it's a truly demonic entity or it's just a negative entity, which is pretty much the same thing. But you can have human negative entities as well. I mean let's right. face it, if you're if you're a douchebag in in life, you're probably going to be a douchebag in death. If you decide not to pass or over. A trickster, <laughs> you know, in my years of doing this, I have been assaulted many times. I've been punched, bitten. Uh, when I was, I was a bigger, I was a bigger guy than I am now. And in my younger years, I was a weightlifter, all that stuff. <laughs> you know, black belt into, ta- you know, taekwondo, and that physical size and strength doesn't really help much. For something that's right. battling, that's intangible, you know your your greatest weapon, in my opinion, is your faith. Right. You, know, you can't fight something you can't see, touch, feel. You know, but you can battle it with your faith. You can battle it spiritually. I, you know, I have that's at how least. I was one. taught, born and raised Roman Catholic, and there's, there's, there's all kinds of religions out there. There's people that don't believe in anything. That's fine.
0: Right. I have at least one prayer that I know my heart and I say if I know I'm in mean, any danger that I can just repeat over and over. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, I'm raised really Christian Baptist, but I'm more spiritual now, more open, so, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I mean, in my opinion, you know, my faith has served me well through the years. It's protected me. It protects me to this day. Um, you know, I still take cases now and again. I mostly do a lot of consulting. Um, I'll only actually go on a case if I really feel that my presence is warranted. You know, what I'm trying to do is there's two things that I do. I try to I help people and I try to educate people. And that would be anyone from the general public to, you know, tomorrow's investigators. You know, but I ask people to have their heart in the right place. Okay. Always be kind, be gentle and be humble. Those are the three things I always say. Be kind, be gentle, be humble, okay? Um, television ha- and movies have really taken over this field. Um, There's a lot of TV shows, a lot of movies, and they're well done. Some of them are very well done. Mm-hmm. But if they don't accurately depict um, a genuine investigation, you know, mm-hmm. people that go out just to get, you know, the money shot, they try to gain have evidence, whether it be photographic mm-hmm. evidence or video or audio, Um, Ed used to say, well, they only do, they've only done half the work because now once you've found that, that evidence and it could be uh, verified that it is something, you know, supernatural or paranormal, um, as opposed to something that could be naturally explained. Well, now what are you prepared to do about it? Now, if you've got a family or a person or or someone's business or something that's at stake here, you better know what you're doing, you know? because that family is looking to you for hope and guidance and understanding in overcoming their and their, and their paranormal affliction, may it be, you know. It
0: always says, always do your homework.
1: Well, yeah, you got to yeah. do your homework, um, but, you know, you, it, I'm still learning, Nicole. I mean, I've been doing this a long me too. time. I'm still learning, and I can learn as much from everyone out there as you can learn from me. You know, I don't know everything. Uh, there are days where I wish I could pick up the phone and call them and ask them a question you know but what I'll do is I'll reach out to my colleagues such as yourself and say hey what do you think about this? you know you know you, you gotta you gotta have a network of people that you can rely on you know um, you can't just you know, people call me a paranormal expert well okay you know uh, depends on how you define the term, I've always resisted that over the years because you don't want to say i'm an expert because i know everything i certainly certainly don't know everything and that which i don't know i try to educate myself on in some way shape or form but this this work it's continually educational you're trying to learn and and better yourself Uh, and then what i try to do through my lecture series and things like that is to uh, go out to the public and share that knowledge with the public just like the Warren shared it with me you know and I would yeah, that's it. will listen there are people out there that are naysayers and you know that are doubters and you know I remember a, a lecture I did many many years ago where I was showing a photo on screen now you know you show a photo and it's got you know like some kind of ectoplasmic mist or spiritual energy or whatever we we call it right. we, as paranormal investigators, I say to the public, I said, look, I'm not saying that this is a spirit or a ghost, because that would be irresponsible of me. No one on this earth can say that, for sure. There are answers to questions that we won't get in this lifetime. That's my feeling. It's we like After all orbs. Happened, we'll get answers on the other side, but, you know, um, we don't really know. We just, it's like, orbs could
0: easily be debunked as well. So every
1: orbs, orbs yeah. We explained away as many other things, (laughs) Uh, you know, orbs and and light rods and things like that end up being, you know, cobwebs or spiderwebs. Right, orbs. off the infrared light and they're moving around because, you know, the wind is blowing them or, you know, dust, you can say, if you've ever looked in a sun stream and there's dust floating around and you blow into it, dust just goes everywhere and it just kind of floats.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, but if you've got some kind of light energy that has trajectory and it moves around and it stops and you know, and then it, and it changes direction. Maybe it's a bug. It could be a bug, You know, water vapor, things like that. You want to be really, really, really sure you know what you're talking about. Before I had talk. a weird this experience. A ghost. <laughs> I had a weird experience, I don't know if I
0: told you, but um, with the orb. I, so I know it's a light novelty not only that, that it come to you once, but it came to me twice the same evening, mm-hmm. same shape, form. And I don't want to think of it. I didn't have equipment back then or, you know, I didn't know what yeah. to do back then. I was well, just starting my abilities. <laughs>
1: well, I, you know, I tell you what I tell people is they say, look, all I ask for people is to have an open mind. Right. They, is this possible? You know, is this spirit possible? Is this negative entity possible? You know, I've even had this conversation with priests, you know, and religious clergy. And I'd say, well, do you believe in God? Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe, you know, Well, oh, of course I do. Well, then why wouldn't you believe in evil? You know, or, you know, why wouldn't you believe in Satan? Which basically right. translates into uh, adversary, you know, Lucifer, Satan, are one in the same. Um you know, a fallen angel. I mean, depending on your faith. Again, I don't push my faith on anyone. I was born and raised Roman Catholic. I was trained in the Roman Catholic Catholic, you know, Catholic way. Um, but I'm open to all ideas, uh, all religions. I'm, I've, I've worked with people that are atheists, agnostics, you know, try to help them the, the best that I can, you know. Um, I was asked a question today, earlier on a podcast, about demonology and exorcism. They are not the same, they are married to each other. But- I was just going to ask you
0: that <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, you know, demonology basically is the study of demons when mm-hmm. you take it literally, you know, and there are, you know, 1800 or so demons that are mentioned. And, you know, people say, well, don't mention a name. Well, they only say that because you don't want to give it recognition. Right. You know, Obviously, if I mention a demon name, and I have many times in this house, but, you know, I'm not conjuring them, mm. you know, um, but you try not to give those things recognition, anything, anything negative or bad. You don't want to give it, give it rec- recognition. You want to respect it. You want to respect its power. But, hey, you know, uh, they don't have any power over me. They don't have any power over you. But you got to believe that. You know, people wear, you know, they wear crucifixes around their neck. i right. on right now, but. You know, what is that? It's a piece of metal around your neck. Unless you, believe I only have
0: a couple of
1: these. My dad left me. Was it Saint Benedict? I couldn't see. I say think it. so.
0: He was, I think they were.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So think about it. You have faith in what that metal symbolizes and the protection that it provides given the faith that you have in it. However, sorry, if you don't really believe or you question your faith. I it's just a piece of metal, you know. Sorry, oh, my dog.
0: That's
1: okay. I've got it's, Bill. it's Bill. It's not his own stuff. <laughs> I had to have my wife close the door, otherwise I'd have a cat on my shoulder. <laughs>
0: she likes to chime in sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: that's okay. I have a colleague of mine, every time I talk to her, her, uh, her bird starts chirping. I'm like, your bird loves me. They know, you know. Why You're not paying attention
0: to them. <laughs> I used to have birds. Because I like animals. Speaking oh. of animals, I think they have the sensitivity as well, more
1: so than we, about well, very, very, noble. very sensitive to this kind of stuff. Um, they can probably sense, see, or, or hear things that we can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, sometimes their reaction to something, um, you know, can be a telltale sign that there's something going on. But not all the time. I don't want people to think that, hey, my bar- my dog's barking at the corner of the room. You know, Satan's over there, you know, or, or uh, you know, there's a shadow figure or something. Right. <laughs> I don't want to scare people unnecessarily. I always tell people, let's look at things rationally and scientifically and see if there's a natural explanation for what you're experiencing. That's you know, true. One of the first questions I ask is, do you watch a lot of these TV shows that are on? Do you watch a lot of these movies? And most people will say yes. Some people will say no because it scares them. You know, but um, now the seed's been planted. You call that, you know, being, uh, you know, it, it's, it's in their mind. Um, and, you know, like watching The Exorcist at three o'clock in the morning in the dark by yourself. And then wanting to get up and go to the bathroom and you're all alone and it's dark and you're hearing creaks and noises and, and all of a sudden you're, you're scared out of your mind. Oh, the you, you water bottle pops. <laughs> that scares me so much. I would suggest, you know, and a lot of people like that feeling, but it doesn't mean you've got something hiding under your bed. Right. Um, quite, you know, it's it's just it plays with people's minds, uh, psychosomatic was the word I was looking for. Once that seed is planted in your head, now everything's paranormal.
0: They you know, um,
1: there's come back off the ledge. There's a word for that, editor, or something that
0: you this, your own psychic energy. What's that? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's true that we can manifest our own, what's that word? Esethor? But It's such the energy. manifest?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can manifest yeah. in your own mind. You know, mind is a power, powerful thing. Yeah, I do that with the TV. Mind. You know, if you want something to be there bad enough, then in your mind, it's gonna be. You know, not everything is paranormal. You know, just because you hear a noise or a creaking or something that you can't explain, it doesn't mean you have an issue in your home or your place of business. um, I don't deal with a lot of that anymore. Usually when I'm called in, it's usually pretty bad. Where you've got poltergeist activity, you have people that are physically assaulted. Um, You know, one of my scariest moments was when I was about 21, 22 years old. I was in a house. I was probably about 350 pounds or so. Like I said, I was a big weightlifter, stocky, You know, um, and I was picked up and thrown across the room probably a good 10 or 12 feet. Oh, wow. You know, just thrown across the room like nothing. And people will say, oh, geez, Joe, weren't you scared? I go, well, yeah, I was scared. I'm human. (laughs) I was scared at the time. You know, but I was more pissed off than I was scared. You know, and I'm like, you know, is that all you got? I mean, you know, why don't you? If you want to fight me, fight me. Don't, don't... It's like pick me, like that. why pick on you? Is there like anybody else they should
0: have You know, it's weird.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, there are, um, when you're talking about picking on people, uh, I call people that really experience that kind of thing victim souls. Um... So yeah, I'm gonna scratch his sure. bruises. Targeting the weakest link. Now, <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily be a target, however, you know, I always say if you take a stick, and you go up to a tiger in the cage, and you poke at it enough, it's going to try to take a swat at you. It's oh yeah. So much before it's going to retaliate, you know. So that's kind of what we do, but only when we have to. You know, I was taught the art of religious provocation. You know, you you know when you say things, uh, when you want to get rid of negative stuff, you don't do it in my name. You do it in God's name. Right. You know? I was taught, you know. I command you in the name and the blood of Christ, get the hell out of here. Go back to where you came from. I don't, you know, you always want to invoke a higher power. You know, uh, I don't say I command you in my name to get like, is a He's going to laugh at me. You know, who am I? But uh, that's, like I said, to come back to your faith. That's where your faith comes in. And it's been very, very helpful and instrumental through the years. But again, you need to really believe. You need to be very um uh, religious, you need to be in a state of grace. So you know, uh, like I said, I don't go do a lot of cases personally, unless I'm really needed. So right. uh, My job in in the, in the foundation as the chief investigative officer is to help our regional directors with cases if they need them, and, and mostly it's just conversations on the phone, giving them in my advice. Um, they might ask me questions; I'll ask them questions. We learn from one another. Um, and, and we've taken care of a lot of people that way. I don't necessarily have to get on a plane and go somewhere unless I'm really needed. Right. And I will do that in, in a moment's notice if I have to. You know, speaking, we, speaking of
0: a, advice, what advice would you give to like newbies in the paranormal?
1: I'm sorry. I'm trying to hear you. The call. Uh, what advice
0: would you give to uh, new people in general about yeah, paranormal? You
1: know, people, um, <laughs> well, I welcome everyone. You know, I always said if your heart's in the right place and you want to get into this work for the right reasons, God bless you. Welcome aboard. However, make sure you're prepared. All right, right. you need to be prepared psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. helps. You know, you want to make sure you're prepared. A lot of people, unfortunately, are not, and no, and they become victims themselves. You know, a lot of people are in this work today for the thrill-seeking part of it which is kind of sad you know but you know look everyone's kind of fascinated by ghosts and stuff like that everybody likes a good ghost story but that's fine but i don't advocate breaking into uh abandoned buildings you know that are clearly posted no trespassing uh forget about the paranormal for a second think about the safety issue right the the safety issue the health issue a building could have uh you fall through a floor or have the ceiling collapse on you it could be breathing in asbestos if it's an old building or lead paint or whatever there are so many hazards out there forget about something supernatural you know plus that it's 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 against the law and it's disrespectful right you know um i've always held uh these places in highest regard and been very respectful one advice i would have if you start out as a a newbie um mm. i started out taking psychic photographs in cemeteries. Fun thing to do. You can do it during the day. Ghosts just don't come out at night. You know, they're seeing it all all hours of the day. They're
0: all the time.
1: Yeah. Well, however, I will say this: make sure you get proper permission if you're there after hours. You like guys right. said this in the show this morning that, you know, somebody asked a question. I said, check with if you want to go into a cemetery after dark. They usually close at dusk. Make sure you check with the cemetery itself or the cemetery association or even the local police department you know uh every once in a blue moon i'll go out and maybe i'll take a few people out to a cemetery and if it's after hours uh i usually contact the police department in that town most of them know who i am you know just say, look i just want to ask if it's okay this is what my car is this is my license plate number so you know who i am um something like oh joe we know who you are just don't just be careful, don't get hurt, you know. But some places will say, Joe, we appreciate you asking, but we're going to have to say no. We need to respect that. A lot of people, you see these YouTube videos, or people go into these cemeteries at night, or old buildings, or old hospitals. Yeah, we had public
0: security guys even went along with us, but I am totally fine with that.
1: <laughs> well, well, I mean, you know, it, it, it's fascinating. Some of these videos are interesting, but they usually cut off. If somebody catches something and they get kind of freaked out and then they start running the other way you know and i'm like well that doesn't look very good for you but um you know you don't want to do that because you could get hurt this right you know forget about like i said the paranormal aspect of it uh, also i would r- highly recommend that you find a person or a team in your area that has experience i'm certainly not the only one out there that, that can help people I have a lot of colleagues that I've known for 30 40 years even more that have you know just as much if not more experience than myself you know try and find someone like that or maybe a team that's been doing this for 10 years or more and uh, try to get in with them and get mentored by someone you know don't watch TV TV is not training okay you're not gonna you're not gonna right. learn what to do. By watching television shows, you're going to learn what not to do. For
0: right, entertainment, so, mostly. <laughs> you
1: know, and and I mean, I mean, not, not make a few friends over that statement, but it's just how I feel. I hardly funny. ever
0: watch. You if know, I was thinking today, I hardly ever watch any of those shows anymore. They're not really that right. informative or nothing like that, like well, what we do. No,
1: <laughs> you know, I don't want to. I don't want to poo-poo them because they are. Mm-hmm. Some of them are very well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Uh, there are some nice characters and people that have uh, great showmanship, for lack of a better term. But okay. in some cases, I feel they're making a mockery of what I do. Because what I do is I help people with their issues and I try to educate people. Okay, I'm not in it for fame and fortune. I, I don't care about any of that. Um, TV shows, I, I've turned down many, many shows because that's not what I want to do. You know i'm not going to have some 25 year old producer fresh out of college telling me what to do you know, what to say but we're all just joe you know, stand here and this is what we want you to say to the camera i can't do that in good conscience, so i just respectfully decline you know that's my choice right see
0: uh i have another question here i wrote down earlier um what do you feel about let's say collecting objects, objects the person, that might be uh, dangerous if you don't know what
1: they're well, collecting. <laughs> there's a danger with that as well. I mean, I do have some objects in my home that were collected from people. Um, you know, you want to make sure that if you're going to do that, you're very careful and you have mm. them. You're, you're protected, your home is protected. The objects are basically sealed uh, from any negative energy. I mean, objects can have energy attached to them. Homes can be haunted. People can be haunted. Cars can be haunted. Objects can be haunted. I mean, just be careful if you're going to do that. I don't want to tell anybody that they shouldn't do something. I mean, people are free to do whatever they want. Right. Be smart about it. And if you're not sure and you're out there and listening, if you need, send me a message on Messenger, and I'll try to help you as much as I can. You know, um, the Warrens obviously had a museum with a lot of artifacts in it they would have those artifacts blessed and protected. I tell people to, you know, basically the simple way to protect yourself, again, based on your faith, is right. yourself in a bright light, like in a snow globe. And there's nothing evil can penetrate that. It's all, it's all here. You know, and, and it's... And it's, it's and I it's, like using that ah. method,
0: too. What's that? I like using that method, too, so I'm, I'm more visual
1: as I mean, well. can do that. Yeah. You can do that. But you need to have the faith that you're protected. You know, don't uh, don't just say them because they're just words. Say them no. with your heart with your heart and ah. your and you'll be protected. You want to protect yourself. Uh, if you're going out on a case, another thing I would suggest is um, visit your local parish church and go to confession. Uh, maybe take the take the Eucharist and uh, you know say a few you novenas. Know, wouldn't it? Wouldn't be a bad idea? And ask for protection, you know, ask for that protection because you don't know what you're getting into. You know, it could be just grandma's ghost coming for a visit, you know, maybe there was a name. Right. <laughs> I'm dealing with a case now where there was a new uh, a child he's not newborn, but he's about a year and a half old. And the family claims they're having some activity that they can't explain. And I thought, you know, in doing some research and talking with the family, um, I've discerned that it possibly is the woman's grandmother that had passed a couple of years before the child was born. And okay. the grandmother was there just in a helpful way, in a loving way. But the child and the dog, apparently, and even the husband and wife can see this. They see it not straight on, but out of their peripheral vision. With mm-hmm. um, the child, they think, no, you know, the child's very young, so they can't really articulate what they're seeing. But I said, okay, well, let's go on the premise that that's what's happening. I said, what I'd like you to do is, in a very calm and loving voice, just walk around your home and ask, you know, Grandma, if this is you, or I think uh, they're Polish, so there was a a Polish name for Grandma that escaped me, I'm sorry. Uh, Should I recite, should I say this in English or in Polish? I said, it doesn't matter. She'll understand you. She's going to understand you. Just say, look, thank you so much for the help. I got this. But, you know, we can see you and you're scaring the baby and, and the dog, apparently. And I said, sometimes that's all it takes. So the next day she sent me a message the next morning and she said, I asked, did what you asked me to do. And it was a very peaceful night. The baby didn't wake up. Oh what? Wake up. Okay. Well then I guess the next night her husband got called in the work. I hope I'm remembering this right, but she was home alone with, with the child. And the child woke up screaming. Now, maybe he had a nightmare. I, I don't know. But she immediately went to, he's seeing something. So she went in and re- reiterated what I asked her to say. And she said then she went down and watched on the baby monitor. She said within a minute or two, her son was sound asleep and everything was fine. Now, whether well, there was a spirit there, I'm not sure. But it's not going to hurt. You don't want to come in with guns blazing and say get the hell out of here bro. no uh, you need to treat you know this nikki you yeah need to treat spirits with the same amount of respect that we treat one another you know because there's no reason to come come in with guns blazing that may come down the line depending on what you're dealing with you're yeah dealing i totally can relate if you know if you're dealing with something bad and something evil that's when you may need the big to bring uh, the big guns out later yeah you know? Maybe, i kind of specialize in i hate it i tell i tell my foundation members i said listen if my phone doesn't ring i'm happy i don't want to be picked up and thrown across the room again that's gonna hurt i'm an old guy now you know it hurt when i was 22 years old you know now i'm in my 50s i know um, i i can relate because i
0: was just saying cause i'm also a medium and i've had a spirit that does kind of mean when i'm trying to sleep i'm like, can you come to me later. I'm trying to sleep.
1: Okay. Yeah, you <laughs> do I, okay. Set your boundaries. That's what yeah. I do. When it's time, if I'm sitting there watching the game, I need I'm, the end, end, and I'm like, look, you know, I'm watching the Yankees. Hopefully not get beat by the Red Sox again. Leave me alone. <laughs> right. Right. Obviously, you know this with your gifts, but you got to set boundaries. Right. Them, don't cross these boundaries. You know, respect respect my boundaries, and I'll respect yours. It's all about mutual respect. Whether you're living or that's dead, that's true.
0: Yeah,
1: you know. But yeah, they were, human, was, no, so they were once
0: human, most
1: of them. I'm sorry. That was said They were once
0: human, most of them. Well,
1: yeah, you know, yeah, most of them are. But you know, it's like you know the old golden rule: treat others as you yourself would like to be treated. Exactly. I don't want somebody screaming at me for no reason, oh, dude. You know, I'm sorry. Just treat them with respect, and you know. That's I
0: said. And I think they like me because
1: I have that yeah. soft voice. You know, I think that's why they also like. you like me? <laughs> yeah. You know, but this oh, is a satisfying, Sorry. satisfying work. You know, people ask. Well, what oh, it you is. Yeah. Charge? Look, there's never a charge for me to help you. Matter of fact, this this young lady who messaged me the other day, she's like, "Joe, I forgot to ask you yesterday. What are you? What are your fees?" I said, "There's no fees." I said there's no fee i said my payment is to see the smile on your face when you feel that your problem has been eradicated you know when you when you are at peace or that spirit that may or may have not been there but people that come with this they're not making it up but in their mind it's very real you know she had things where lights were flickering on and off at times and i said well i'm getting the feeling that you may have an electrical issue more than a paranormal issue As far as the lights are concerned, however, it could be the spirit, you know, answering you or giving you a sign of its presence. It could be. Um, But I asked her to have her husband make sure that the electrical uh, throughout the whole house was checked, make sure the house is grounded properly, make sure everything's shielded, make sure the polarity, check the polarity of every outlet in the house. Because God forbid there wasn't an electrical issue and the house sparked on fire in the middle of the night, you know? So... I, I always go there first, you know, until I have overwhelming evidence that, okay, maybe this can't be explained naturally or normally, then we have right. to look to the paranormal, or that would be beyond the five senses. You know,
0: right. i was going to ask you real quickly before we go. I already have about five minutes till we go already. Well,
1: but, um... I never so, shut up.
0: No, I love hearing you talk. Um... Hopefully there'll be a part two or three you on here. <laughs> so, um.
1: you like to have me and your guests are interested, I'll come back.
0: Sure, you're welcome back anytime. But a lot no, of questions. Um, so I'm also starting another book. Only you guys know. I only wrote my like 13 books. <laughs> mm-hmm. My next one is actually a part two of my second book. From Haunted Vessels in Perth Obvious. I don't know if you heard it out with me, but it's out now. And mm-hmm. a And this is a continuation. With my fascination in that area yeah.
1: so
0: what in your experience what do you think i should say why do you think some objects can be cursed or attached to easily and you know like this
1: like objects being yeah. cursed i believe that curses can be very real um mm-hmm. uh, They can be very real. Um, You know, there are religions like voodoo, things like that, um, that believe in that. So I respect that. I believe it. you know, know, people can curse people. People can curse objects. Um, So, I mean, I do believe in that, of course, because I have an open mind about everything. Uh, I haven't had too many of Santeria or things like that, but if a case were to come, I wouldn't I, I, w- I would work on it, but I would do my homework. I would probably research it. I would contact colleagues of mine that know more about that. You know, mm. I mean, I know a little about a lot, maybe not a lot about a little, you know, you know. So that's where your resources come in. Make sure you network mm. with people, people that you trust, you know, right. people that have been doing this for a while. Well, yeah, I mean, curses are very real and they're not to be taken lightly, you know. There are generational curses. We've worked on a lot of cases like that where, you know, maybe two generations ago, someone was into witchcraft or uh, dark witchcraft, I should say, right? Um, Or satanic uh, rituals, satanic worship, um, things like that. Uh, Ouija boards, forms of divination, you know, tarot cards. And I know I'm getting myself in trouble there. I'm like, look, you know, forms of divination are not good in my opinion it's like rolling the dice and taking a chance you may right. or may not ever be affected by it if you know what you're doing and you're properly grounded and you're experienced you're going to be fine more, mm. more often than not
0: just like what, the, the,
1: the movie know. the exorcist <laughs> you know, right is she play with uh, the reason why play was all right yeah true story of the exorcist um was a 14 year old boy uh, that he and his aunt, his aunt got him into working the Ouija board and they used to use it a lot. And then when she passed away, he used it to try to contact her spirit. And we all know what happened there. I mean, obviously he didn't
0: right.
1: spin <laughs> spinning around and pea soup and all that stuff. But as I understand the writing on the body and everything, that, that really did happen. Yeah,
0: uh, I just got the book. So I'm reading the book right now
1: itself. So- yeah, I mean, that stuff is very real. It's not, it's rare. You know, I was approached some years ago from HBO, actually, about a show on exorcism. And I'm like, yeah, good luck with that. Good luck with finding enough content to have a weekly show. The, the deal evidently fell through. But I said, you know, exorcisms aren't as prominent as maybe TV would have you believe. You know, uh, they're, not, right. they're not done... How do I put this? They're not done, like, every day. It's not like you go down to your parish and, and there's an exorcism being performed every Saturday night or something. You know, exorcisms are very real, but they're, like, the last resort. Pretty rare. They're very rare. They're the last resort. They need to be sanctioned by the church if you're Roman Catholic. Um, and that's very hard. You have to come to the church, and I've learned this from Ed Moraine. You need to go to the church with overwhelming mm-hmm. evidence overwhelming tangible evidence things that they can see you know or hear you know and then they'll make a decision they'll usually send a priest or or a deacon um, to the home for a while for a little while to observe and you know based on their report back to their bishop the bishop might you know might give his blessing on doing an exorcism usually you'd probably start out with a deliverance prayer right Prayers of deliverance are a layman's form of exorcism. They are very powerful prayers, but they could be done by any one of us. But again, you need to believe in what that prayer says. It's the faith behind it that's the real power, not just the words. You know, I know I've mentioned that a few times tonight, but that is vital. Well, I appreciate it. I'm learning a lot from you every time
0: we
1: have out here. I'm learning a lot from you guys. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate I lot, what you do. do. a lot of stories for groups we've spoken before, and there's a lot of stories in my head somewhere that Yeah, so maybe there'll be a part three. I'm about to share with well, if you. Well, if you'll have me, I'd be more than happy. Sure, anytime. You. But, um, I'm sorry, are we out of time?
0: Just about, um, why should everybody find you? and where if they should you help?
1: Well, you can, get me, you can get a hold of me through uh, the Warren Legacy Foundation. Um, my email is jfranke at com. Uh, or ghost1 at net is my personal email. I don't have any YouTube channel or TikTok or I'm not on social media mm. other than Facebook. So you can look me up on Facebook. I like
0: anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, TikTok. for fun anyway. I do funny videos.
1: Account because mm. a friend of mine made it for me, but I haven't used it yet. I'm not somebody that really goes around videoing myself or whatever, but maybe I'll get into it. I have to ask my. Yeah, it's fun.
0: But are you born anyone
1: I will have to ask my grown children. Matter of fact. On my next show, I do have a show with Dr. Mm-hmm. Lee. Um, it's called Passport to the Paranormal. Uh, yeah, we'll I was forward re- to that. I'm re- into that one, but um, people have been asking me forever to have a show or a podcast. So our show is on Thursday nights um, uh, at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern, so that would be 7 p.m. That's cool. I'll be back um, in her show
0: and I'll just, I was forward show, to death.
1: Yeah, our next show is actually going to be with my my twin daughters who are 24 oh, awesome. are going to be on, and Heather's son who's 19 is going to be on. I had I kind of had an idea. I said, Hey Heather, why don't we bring the kids on? And the focus of the talk will be what it's like to be the child of a paranormal researcher. You know, now I'm opening That's up. That's a to great people. idea. Yeah. I have no idea what my daughters are going to say. <laughs> but, but you know, I have faith that they'll treat me kindly.
0: Well, I'll be listening.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, you know, if, if anybody wants to listen, uh, like I said, Thursday nights, not this Thursday, though. I think the station is shut down this week. So next okay. week, the 29th is the next show. Passport to the Paranormal with Dr. Heather Lee and yours truly.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one
1: for sure. Well, and... um for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah,
0: anytime. I'm going to take. I'm gonna have one more show, but it's pre-recorded. It won't be live. But it's pretty um, she a past life regressionist, If that I had my first past life done by her. By her, she did not really a job. I found out why I've always been afraid of drowning of water because I drowned. previously. Really? how that kind of makes sense. Life,
1: huh? Yeah. I don't know if I want to
0: know. <laughs> I kind of well, knew the well, back well, of my mind, don't
1: but it, I may not believe in anything possible. That's true.
0: I had oh, a feeling was, I'd been here before.
1: How did we get here? That's what I say to the naysayers. I'm like, oh. well, have an open mind about it. How did we get here? You know, some, by some kind of supreme being created us, right? We didn't just poof and I always say, I
0: feel like an old soul, even though I'm here. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> but yeah, thanks for
0: me on the show. Even though I had a few more questions, but I'll stay those for later.
1: Um <laughs> sure, just send them to me. If anybody has any questions we didn't get, yeah. through, just Send them to me, I'll do my very best to answer them. That's what we're here for. If you help with anything, just contact me through the foundation. we got an awesome group of experts that's much smarter than I am, you know, that um, can help you, or if they need my advice, they'll, they'll get a hold yeah, of Yeah, I'll be glad, glad
0: to help you guys. We help, and you know I can't be there. Physically, I can, we both do that, you know.
1: So, you've <laughs> been a very big help to this foundation. I thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, thank you. And I may be calling you, too, if I need some uh, psychic advice. Yeah, hey, anytime. Let me know. And I'll give you my
0: number. You need
1: it. will do. Shoot me your number. PM me your number. I'll send you mine. Will do. All and right, everything
0: sir. is confidential, of course, with Elba, yes. And, of course, uh, we'll be on replay. We'll be on audible. We'll be everywhere after uh, our show. So thank you, guys, for listening. And, you all stay safe. And uh, after this week, I was going to say before I forget it is well, really old, but you know, but I'm taking a two-week break because I'm having health issues with my leg For some reason, it's weird, it will stop swelling. <laughs> so anyway, in fact, I have it propped up from pillows
1: right now. <laughs> well, if you need my help in any, with anything, Nikki, you know how to get a hold of
0: me. Oh, thank you, Linda. You have a great night, Joe. And... Welcome you welcome back all. anytime. Maybe uh, having you and your family on with us, that'll be awesome. Thank you very That's
1: much. Fun.
0: Happy hunting, everyone. God bless. Thank you. Have a great Bye. night, Joe. Bye. Bye. Yeah, thank you, guys, so much for listening. And you have a great, safe week. Until next time, this is your host, Nikki Ray, and incredible Corner, my favorite. And before you go, know, I don't want to forget one of those sponsors. I have two sponsors um jay hill from studio Six, paranormal mm-hmm. entertainment and brian's jay levity from Paramount Post. i <laughs> will make sure i include them in. <laughs> so you guys pray safely and until then bye guys bye Joe. thank you bye bye god bless you
1: bye bye
0: if you want you can say it, you know when you chat but thank you guys so much and i'll see you guys later